Good evening, everyone. We are in the middle of learning Birchos Krishma. We've actually just finished learning about Krishma itself and are finally up to the final third bracha of Krishma, that of Emes Vyatsev. The source of this bracha is found in a Mishnah in Brachos, Parak Aleph, Mishnah Dalid, which says that after one recites Krishma, they make a final bracha, a bracha achrona. Uh, the Gemara, the Mishnah does not explain what that what this bracha is exactly. But the Gemara Brachos explains that in the basic Mekdash they would recite this bracha after Shema called Emes Miyatsev, and that's the bracha that we're referring to and that we say every single day. The Gemara makes a note of how important this bracha is. The Gemara Brachos to Alf explains it in the name of Rav. Anyone who does not recite Emes Miyatsev in the morning, as well as Emes Amuna in the evening, has not fulfilled his obligation. And there's a discussion, what exactly is this obligation referring to? Some Rishonim, like the Rashba, understand that the Chovah that we're referring to is not anything outside of the ordinary. We're talking about the mitzvah, or the obligation to say the brachos of Kriyashma. If you don't say the last bracha, you have not fulfilled your obligation of saying these three brachos. Again, this is a seemingly simple understanding, and it highlights the Rashba's opinion that the brachos of Kriyashma are not related to Shema itself. They're brachos b'fne'atzmam, Instituted like as, as if there's if as if they're a tefillah b'fnei However, other rishonim like the Baliatosos, the Rambam, um, and the Tor seem to understand that this is not just referring to the brachos themselves, but the chova that we're referring to is the chova of Kriyashma. And if one does not recite Kri, um, does not recite Emesviyatsev, he's actually lacking in his ability to properly fulfill Kriyashma. Again, indicating that the brachos enhance our understanding and appreciation of the Kriyashma itself and not saying them actually has it affects the proper fulfillment of Kriyashma and, and that mitzvah. This idea is reflected in Halacha, the Mishnah in Orchaim, Mishim, 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 Sif, Katan, and Gimel quotes the Birka Yosef, who says that if one does not, for some whatever reason, recite the bracha of Emes Vyatsev, you should recite Emes Vyatsev, but also repeat the Krishma that he just said, because Krishma is most properly fulfilled when one recites all these brachos. Obviously, we're going to be discussing why we say Emes Vyatsev here in the in the context of Tila, but just to give a brief introductory remark about why we say this bracha, on a simple level, it's just to reflect a statement that we said in the last parasha of Shema. We just mentioned talking about Yitzhak Mitzrayim and the Torah writes in Simsam Chavav, that the entire Takanus Chazal of Emes Vyatsev, in the morning at least, is to highlight the Chesed She'asa Iman HaKash Baruch Hu She'galanu V'avirinu B'yam V'shakat Tzorinu B'socho We're trying to recognize the Chesed that Hashem has done for us, that He talk, took us out of Mitzrayim, He split the sea for us, and defeated our, our enemies. So again, this is a response and reaction to the last Pasuk, basically, of Shema, where we talked about Gulas Mitzrayim. However, there may be a more more fundamental understanding of the relationship between this bracha and that of Krishma. And it might be related not just to the last pasuk of Shema, but really to the entirety of Shema in general. As we mentioned in the Kuzari, um, Shema is not just a mitzvah, b'fnei it's enhancing our Kabbalah's Amach HaShemayim, specifically through our Kabbalah's Torah, through, through recitation of the Torah itself. And as we mentioned in the Birchas Avaraba, maybe according to some Rishonim, the Torah that we're saying as a Birchas HaTorah of the, of the Bracha of Avarabah 
Ishma itself, it, as is a par- paradigmatic example of, of Torah, where one is accepting upon himself the, the yoke of Torah to fulfill the Torah in its entirety. And responding to that understanding and appreciation that, that we're accepting the Torah, the Kuzari highlights that this bracha is to explain to us and to further our appreciation of the Torah. In the beginning of the bracha, we're talking about the bond we have with the Torah in the past of Klai Yisrael, our current relationship with the Torah, and our future commitment to, to the Torah um, for generations and generations. And then we use the example of Yitzhak Mitzrayim to highlight the relationship we have with the Kodesh Baruch Hu. We talk about, in this event, how Hashem has different attributes. He's Kanmon, he's Mashkiach, and that's all an expression of our close relationship we have with Hashem um, and the fact that he interacts with us, and that's all a reflection of our relationship with Hashem through the Torah. In terms of what must be said in this bracha, the Torah quotes the Yerushalmi that says there are four things that are required to be said. Number one, Yisiyas Mitzrayim. Number two, Malchus. Malchus Hashem. Number three, Kriyas Yamsuf. And number four, Malchus Bacharos. And we'll go through the tefillah and you'll find that these things are mentioned. Um, the Mishabur quotes in Simon Samachvav, Sif Katan and Gimel, that this may be actually the Kuva um, based on a, a comment that the Rashba writes. Following in with this requirement, the the comments of the Orlai Sharma and the Yerushalmi, one of the commentaries that explain the, the different statements of the Yerushalmi, notes that if you look at our tefillah, and we'll make a reference to this as well, at the end of the tefillah we talk about the Pesukim of Micha Mocha Beilim Hashem and the Pesukim of Hashem Yimelech Yilom Ve'ed. And arguably these two Pesukim reflect the requirements of the Yerushalmi. Micha Mocha, we talk about Hashem being the Moshiach and Mishal Yisrael. He takes us out of Mitzrayim, the Goel. And the last pasuk of Hashem Yimolchilav is a reflection of Machas Hashem, another requirement um, of the of the Yerushalmi. Uh, with this background, now we could delve into the actual text of the of the bracha. There are six parts to this bracha. The first part of this bracha goes from the word Emes until the words Lolamved, where we exclaim that the matter that we've mentioned is true and established, and we go through a litany of different praises about that matter. The second section. From the word MS LKLM until Feminoso La'ad Kayames is a declaration of Hashem's trustworthiness and commitment to protect the Jewish people throughout all generations. The third section from Udvar Chayim until Chak V'loy Avar is an understanding where we talk about the Torah is given to B'nai Yisrael to improve the nation and it's going to be something that's going to endure throughout generations. The fourth section from Emes Atahu Hashem Alkenu until Inlenu Guel Moshiach is a declaration of Hashem's role as redeemer of the Jewish people, a general recognition of Hashem guiding the world and his different attributes that he expresses in the world, as well as our role in this redemption process. The fifth section from the words until basically Suri Yisrael is an elaboration of Hashem's involvement in B'nai Yisrael, taking them out of Mitzrayim through the Yamsuf and then subsequently the Jewish people's response recognizing Hashem's hand in that episode. And the last section, from from basically Tzur Yisrael to the end of the bracha, we have a prayer to redeem the Jewish people from its current status in, in the Gullus. So moving into the details, the first section from Emes Vyatsev until um, Lulav Ed is an exclamation of the matter that we mentioned earlier, um, affirming that it's true and established and giving a litany of all the different praises Relating, relating to that matter. As a general background, 
um, the Rishon tried to grapple with why we talk about so many different phrases about one manner. And they focus on the numbers. Um, for example, the Shibari Laka explains that if you count the words MS Fiatsev going until Lilam Ve'ed, um, you'll find 18 different distinct praises. And he explains that this is either a reference or allusion to the 18 brachos of Shemona Esrei, or it's a reference to the 18 Shemos Hashem that are found in Kriya Shema. Um, again, this might be a reference to the tra- the nature of this bracha, being a transition bracha, going from Shema until Shemona Esrei, um, arguably potentially putting them together, understanding that the Shema is a hakdama and an introduction to frame one's mind to get to the sta- state of Shemona Esrei. Other Avan um, gives an alternative understanding of the numbers. He says if you count the praises from the word Vyatsev until Vyafa, you find that there are 15, 15 words. Um, that corresponds to the 15 words found in the Pasuk, in the last Pasuk of Shema, of Anei Hashem Al-Kechem, um, and that's just a reference to that, that, that idea. And you will find this might be Lishitasa to the understanding of the Ravan, who explains that the manner that we're praising is specifically the last Pasuk of Shema. So we begin with this, the first word of this bracha is the word emes. Now the word emes, as we mentioned earlier in the previous um, discussion of Kriya is actually referring as well to the conclusion of Shema, where we say Hashem Elkeichem emes. And the significance of this, of this word, Abin Halacha, is, is, is very important in the sense that some Rishram think that you can't interrupt, it's considered as if you're Be'emsa Perek, a Pasuk. You're in, you're in the middle of one sentence, you're starting to say one statement. And we explained that while there's no actual pasuk of Hashem Lokechem Emes, um, potentially, at, as we conclude Kriya Shema, we're creating our own pasuk to emphasize a more personalized expression of Kabbalah's Amalcha Shemaim. But regardless of it, it being the conclusion of Shema or the beginning of the bracha of Emes Vyatsev, um, the word Emes has a reference to a pasuk in Yahu, where we use the pasuk in Parak Yud, pasuk Yud, as a reference to the pasuk of Hashem Elokim Emes. Hashem is true. And the different Shonim try to explain what the word MS means. The Radak explains MS just means it's a true statement. We say Hashem Elokim, Hashem is the powerful God. And that is a true statement. There's no other entity or being that has that same power. Um, the Malbim, taking a similar approach, explains that the word MS means um, the, the idea that we're explaining has to correlate to reality. And if we look at all the other deities of the world that people attribute power to, they don't actually have power in reality. And that's Sheker. Hashem, who is the ultimate power in this world and that's recognized in this world, that recognition is emes, is, is, is something that correlates to reality. It's interesting to note that the Rambam also has a reference to this Pasuk in the beginning of his comments in Yisodai Torah, Perk Aleph, Pasuk Dalad, and he explains that the word emes doesn't mean true in, in a sense that it's a true statement, but rather true in essence, meaning in his language, Ein emes kamito. there is no God or being who is true like his truth, meaning to say, there's no other being like him, meaning the reference to um, the word emes is that Hashem is the ultimate true existence. Nothing else exists and is really only dependent on a Baruch existing for it to exist in reality. And the Orsameach explains further on this comment of the Rambam, if you look at the Pasuk in Yirmiyahu, after talking about Hashem, Elkim Emes, it then says, Elkim Chaim that Hashem is the is the creator of the world, in the sense that this word of Hashem being the king of the world explains what does it mean that Hashem is Emes. And this fits, in, fits into the Rabbim's explanation that Hashem is the creator of the world, He's the ultimate existence that everything is dependent on, and that's what it means that Hashem is Emes. 
um, after we explain and, and, and affirm that Hashem Elkim Emes, Hashem Elkim Emes, we now affirm it in many different ways. Um, the Rishonim try to discuss what are we affirming exactly. The Rebbein Yikar gives two interpretations, and this Machlokas is really ex- um, developed by different Mepharshim. He says either it refers to the last Pasuk, or really the last statement of Shema, of Hashem El Kechem Emes, and we're affirming this truth, that Hashem is El Kechem, um, and, he, and he is, he is a, as we mentioned, the God that is independent of existence, and it and it's correlates to reality, that he's, that he's empowered, nothing else is empowered. Alternatively, this Pasuk, this, this, this litany of praises um, is a reference to the entirety of Kriyashma and it's all, its, all its lessons. The Ravan, one of the other commentaries on the, on the Siddur, explains like the first interpretation of the Rebbein Yakar, that this Pasuk, this litany of praises is a reference to the last section of Hashem al-Kechem Emes. So the first thing we say is V'yatsu v'nachum v'kayim, V'yashar v'chule v'chule, that that the statement of Hashem Kecham Emes is true and it's established and we reaffirm that it's true. We then move on and emphasize that this institution of saying Hashem Kecham Emes, even though it's not a pasuk, but it's really a takanas chazal, is in fact accepted and established as a valid institution. And then we take a step back and say that. Not only is Hashem Kechem an appropriate statement, but really the entirety of Kriya Shema is something that is pleasant and it's good and it's for everlasting, something that is appropriate to say. Um, the Ravon adds, and as, as an aside, that after the Chorban, we really, that was really the only time when we started saying Tefillah every single day and also Shema every single day. Um, arguably a reference to the point that Shema for the Ravon was not a Takanas Mitzvah uh, Torah, but in fact a Takanas Chazal following in with the footsteps of tefillah. And since tefillah was only instituted on a daily basis after a certain point for the Ravon, it's after the Chorban. Tefillah, um, Kriyashim as well, follows with that. And, and we're emphasizing now the Tov It's an appropriate matter to say Kriyashim every single day. Um, this this is a, potentially a question in the sense that this Nusach HaBracha was mentioned during the times of the Beis HaMikdash. Um, we, uh, it's not clear when this aspect of Tov was in fact instituted um, according to the Ravon. Um, other Mepharshim try to explain, like the second understanding of the Rebbein that the Dovar Hazed, this matter that we're emphasizing, is a reference to the lessons of Krishna in its entirety. Refersh takes this approach, and he goes through the different statements that we say, basically praising the values of Krishna. He says, the Yatsavanachon, Krishma is true, and therefore it is nachon is firm. The kaim v'yashar, it's established and enduring. The yashar and the and the ideas of Krishma are in fact true in purpose and they're correct. V'naemon v'ahav, they're believed and beloved, meaning we have a basis for believing that it is what it is, <clears throat> and we have a conviction of that those realities that elicit a feeling of love. V'chava v'nachman v'nain. The precious, desired, and sweet, meaning we view them as the, the lessons of Krishna as something that's desirable and important. And nevertheless, the Adir, they're awesome and mighty, meaning we recognize both we have a feelings of conviction and desire to understand these words, but also we recognize the importance and awe of these statements and how they affect our lives. We then say, Umasukur Makubal, 
that the words of Krishna are well ordered, and also the Merkubal, they're passed down from generation to generation, um, potentially making a reference to the point of Shema. Kabbalah Samach Hashvayim is a, something that we, as Rav himself explains, is something that we have to listen to. It has to be through a Mesorah. That was the, the, the ultimate experience of Harsinai, is that it's being conveyed to us um, from, from Krishna. Um, and, and Shema itself and internalizing its values is good for us as people for our own welfare but also it's beautiful the word Yafa for the for refersh seems to be beauty in the context of, of the entire of something greater than itself in this context in, in the context of the entire world saying Shema enhances our position in the world making us more recognized as being the nation that has the enlightened approach and that's something that is beautiful and appropriate <coughs> to, pr- to praise Hashem for. And this matter, this idea of Shema, is alinu on us, the olam ed for eternity. After exp- expressing praise over the ideas of Shema and the idea of Hashem l'kei we then move to the second section where we declare Hashem's, Hashem's trustworthiness and His commitment to protect the B'nai Yisrael throughout all the generations. We say, Ms el-kei it's true that Hashem of the universe is Malkinu Tzur Yaakov, he's our king, the God of Yaakov, Magin Yishenu, the shield of our salvation. Just as an introduction to the wording that we're using, the Rebbe Nikar explains that we're using the word MS again to follow through from the MS that we ended off in Shema. We're affirming that Hashem is our God, and now we're reaffirming further that he's the God of our salvation. The Urchas Chaim, one of the other Rishonim, explains that this emphasis of Malkinu, our king, is a reference to basically the summation of the first parasha of Shema. And we'll see throughout this tefillah, we're making different references to the different parashas of Shema. We're starting with the first reference of Shema, the first parasha, where we say Hashem is our king. We say, For generation after generation, He's enduring, His name is enduring, and His seat, His throne is established. Um, the Rebbe Nikar explains that the emphasis of the door of a door comes from a Pasuk in Tehillim in Kuf Beis, Pasuk Chav Hei, where we say, V'dor V'dor Shnosecha. Um, and we also mention, Ushmo Kayam is a reference to the Pasuk of Hashem Shemchal De'olam. And if you look at the Mabim, in these different contexts, it seems to be references to two different Hanhagos of HaKadosh Baruch Dor V'dor Shnosecha is a reference to Hashem's Hanhagonesis, his miraculous interaction, more direct interaction with B'nai Yisrael. And this is Lador Vador. According to each generation, Hashem interacts with the people according to their interaction with HaKadosh Baruch according to their relationship. Um, alternatively, Hashem Shem Chalilam, the second aspect of Hashem's relationship with us, is Olam, a constant, natural interaction with us. And that's the reference to Ushmo Kayam. So in this context, we're saying Lador Vador Kayam, we're referring to two different aspects of Akash Baruch Hu's interactions with us. We mentioned the Chisun Nachon. His, again, his throne is established. The Rebbe Nikar explains that this is a base of a Pasuk of a founded Tehillim, Parak Tzadigim, Pasuk Beis, where we say, Nachon Kisacham your throne was established from, from early on. Now, the Babam there explains that this is a reference to Hashem's constant control over the natural world. So again, following in with the words Ushbo Kayam, we're emphasizing Chis as well as Shem is the control of the natural world. Again, highlighting these two interactions he has with us.
We then conclude in the section, his sovereignty and his faithfulness are forever enduring. Again, potentially a reference to Hashem's interactions with, with the world. So after affirming that Hashem is the, our king, he's involved in our lives, he's here to protect us, we then move on to the third section where we talk about Hashem gave us the Torah and then we have an understanding that it's given to us for our improvement and it's going to be something that's going to endure for generation to generation. We say, His words are living and enduring. They are faithful and desirable forever. And for generation to generation and for of all of eternity. The Dvar of Chayim Vikayimim, the Rebbe Nikar explains, is a reference to the Torah, which is Chayim, and it's Kaimim. The entire world is dependent on its fulfillment. That's why it's Kaim. It establishes the world um, to be existent. Um, that as an Asad explains that the word Dvarv isn't just a reference to Torah, it's also a reference to the mitzvot in general. We then say, The Torah is for, from our forefathers, us, our children, for generations, all generations, um, which are the offspring of Israel, your servant. As we made a reference to in the Kuzari earlier, this is again an expression of our relationship with Hashem through the Torah. And the bond was not just, is not just for us. It was in the past established by our forefathers and it's something that we're committing to to be transferred from generation to generation. The Gra, in his, in his comments on the Siddur from his Talmud, highlights that the challenge of fulfilling the Torah really depends on different generations and different experiences. Our forefathers, while they had a direct re- revelation of Akash Baruch Hu, of the Torah, they weren't used to it. They never grew up that way. So for them, the challenge was to change their, their nature, their natural way of doing things. But for us, it's really the opposite. We have been raised with Torah from birth. So for us, it's easy in that respect. However, the hard part of it is um, that constant invigoration to have us do the Torah and fulfill the Torah, even though we don't have that explicit Gilish Shechina that our forefathers had. We continue in the section by saying, um, for the early generations, for the later generations, it's a good matter that has been established and enduring forever. It is true and faithful, a decree that will not pass. Um, and while the Sidurim seem to separate this section with the previous section, um, thematically it seems to be a reference as well to Torah. That's what the Rebbe Nikar comments, that the, that MS Vemuna is a reference to Torah. The word um, from the Pasuk of Kometz Secha Muna is a reference to Torah, um, as well as the word MS found in Tilan Parak Kufitas Pasuk Pivav. Davudraham notes that, again, and like his previous comment, we're not just referring to Torah, we're referring to mitzvos, and Kometz Secha Muna is the reference to mitzvos being called Amuna and MS being referenced to being called Torah. Uh, we then conclude in this section by saying Chaknasan Volivar. It's a basically a statue which will not pass. And the Rebbe Nikar explains that this reference to Torah that's going to gen- continue out throughout, throughout the generations, as we mentioned, that the bond that we have for the Kashbarhu through the Torah is, is everlasting, um, as highlighted by the Kuzari. We then move after explaining that we have a bond with the Kashbarhu in recognizing. 
that he is uh, involved in our lives, um, and as well as that he gave us the Torah, we now move on to the fourth section, where we declare Hashem's role as a redeemer for the Jewish people, um, and our role in that redemption. It's important to know as an aside, while some Rishonim note that the, the Tzfilah of Ezra Savasenu is somewhat distinct, thematically it seems to be a reference to the previous sentences that starting from the word and that's how we're going to um, structure this this section of tefillah. We begin saying, MS, it is true, um, it's true that you are the God of our God, the God of our fathers. Malkinu you are our king, the king of our fathers, um, and you are the redeemer, the redeemer of our fathers. Our molder, the rock of our salvation, you are liberator, liberator um, a rescuer, um, this has always been your name, there's no God but you. And you can tell there's a clear reference to the fact that we're emphasizing now that Hashem is, is the Redeemer, He will redeem us and no one else has been, no other entity has redeemed us like as HaKash Baruch Hu. Um, as a general background, the reason why we're now transitioning to talk about Gula um, could be very simply now we're talking about Smichas Gula Tefila. We're trying to trying to bunch together the idea of Gula, um, and the next basic section we're going to be talking about after that is the Shmon Esrei, and we have a value called Smichas Gula Tefila. So that's why we're initiating the idea of Gula now. But the Rebbe Nikar notes that this section actually follows very nicely with the previous section. We've just talked about learning, talked about learning Torah, doing Torah, and mitzvos, and that is what gives us the tool, the, the zechus to actually have the geula. As the Pasuk in Tehillim, Perkufites Pasuk Peivav says, again, reference to the previous section that Emes Vemuna Chokulayavor, Torah, Mitzvos, Aremuna. And at the end of that Pasuk, it says, Azraini, Hashem will save me from the uh, from the Gullus. And this is a reference to the geula, that, and that, that's the uh, basis for this, this connection. We talk about Hashem being Malkinu and Goalenu. Just in terms of translating, translating these words, the Rebbe Nikar explains that this is connected to a Pasuk in Shayo, Perk Mem Dalet, Pasuk Vav, where we say, Melech Yisrael the Goal Hashem is the King of Yisrael and the Redeemer. And if one notes um, the comments of the, of the Radak there, one notices that it's only because Hashem is the King, because Hashem is the controller of the world, that's what enables us to recognize Hashem as the goal, as the as the entity who's able to redeem us properly. We also mention in this sentence, Me'olam Shemecha, your name has always been this. Um, as simply reading the reading this, this this section, we're talking about Hashem as being the redeemer and the savior. Um, the Rebbe Nikar quotes that this section, this sentence, this phrase is a reference to the Pasak in Tehillim, Paraklam and Aleph Pasak Dalad, which says, Ulman Shemecha Tancheni. Um, for the sake of your name, save me. And the Mabim there explains that the Laman Shemach referring to is the Midas Arachim of Hashem. And that's a, um, a potential, a similar reference to the point that Hashem is redeeming us for the sake of His Rachmanus, for His care for us. We then mention further in the section, as is Avasenu Atum Yalam, you have always been, Hashem, a helper of our forefathers. Maginu Mashil of Neem and a shield and savior for the children who are after those people, after the forefathers in each generation. 
the Rebbe Nikar explains that the word Bechol Avador could be as, as, as we have explained that Hashem is the Magin Mashiach Bechol Avador. Alternatively, it could be really the beginning of the next Pasuk of Brumalam. The Pasuk says, Brumalam Moshevecha, at the height of the universe is your dwelling. And nevertheless, your justice and wretchedness extends all the way to the ends of the earth. Um, again, this could be a reference to Bechol Avador. Each generation, Hashem extends the justice, or just, or just Brumalam Moshevecha, recognizing Hashem, um, even though he's so lofty, nevertheless, his justice extends to the end of the earth. We then make a reference to the point of Asher Ishi Shmalam Tzosecha, Vesarascha Dvarcha Yisim Praiseworthy is the person who obeys your commandments and your Torah, and your words um, are placed on his heart. The Orchos Chaim, that same Rishon, as we mentioned earlier, explains that this is a reference to the second Pasuk, the second parasha of Shema, where we talk about the importance of fulfilling and accepting to do the mitzvos. And now, in this, uh, the Chazal found it appropriate to put this, this sentence in to make a reference to the second parsha of Shema to have that um, idea highlighted um, for us. Refersh explains that the context of this section, this, this phrase, is very appropriate. We're talking about Hashem doing justice and redeeming us, um, but that's really almost a conditional and, and reciprocal to our commitment to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Only when we commit ourselves to doing the Torah of the mitzvot and, and try to internalize that in our, in our lives, that's when one could really expect Hashem's protection um, to, help, to help us. We then continue in the section by saying, It is true that you, Hashem, are the master of your nation, the king, the mighty king, to fight and champion over their cause. Hashem, you are the first, you are the last. Basically, you're beyond time. And without you, Outside of you, there's no king, redeemer, and savior. Again, this is a reference to just attributes of Akash Baruch Hu, but really recognizing that because Hashem is in charge of all of reality, that's what enables him to be the redeemer and savior of Kal Yisrael. Now, after discussing Hashem as the savior, we now go in depth um, and elaborate on Hashem, Hashem's involvement in taking Bnei Yisrael out of Mitzrayim, crossing them over the Yamsuf. And then the response that the Bnei shall have over that recognition of, of that episode. As a, just a point of background in this section, Refresh beautifully ex- describes that the reader who's saying this, this section of Tila bridges the gap of time as he recites the experience of Christiansev together with the Kleistral of the past. He's now expressing his deep appreciation and new understanding of Akash Baruch's interactions in the world. Uh, we, we recite... Hashem, you redeemed us from Mitzrayim and from the house of the slaves. You redeemed us. The Rochas Chaim comments again, following with, following with this theme as mentioned earlier. Um, this, that we're trying to reference to different parashas of Shema. This section is a reference to the third parasha of Shema, specifically Gulas Mitzrayim. And now we mention in depth all the different experiences. Hashem, you just killed all of their Bechoros. You saved, you redeemed our bachar, your, your bachar, which is a reference to the Bnei Yisrael in their entirety. You split the You caused the wolf for sins to be drowned. Again, these are references to the Yerushalmi requiring us mentioning Max Bacharos, Chris Yamsuf, that the, the destruction of the, of the, of the, of the enemies. You caused the dear ones 
to be to cross over by chasimayim tzurim, and then you covered the water over their foe over the foes of the Jewish people. Not even one mate. Um, just as an aside, Refresh explains that the double emphasis of the experience of both the Zedim Tibata, the enemies being dis- enemies being drowned, and Bididim Habarat Hashem causing the Bnei Yisrael, the, the beloved ones, to be crossed or crossing over Yamsuf, is a reference to the two different aspects found in Oz Yashir, Vayimina Bashem, Vayira Amas Hashem, Vayimina Bashem, Moshe Avdo. Both the reference of Yira and Amuna, the awe and fear they have of experiencing the destruction of the enemies, that's the Zayin Tibata, but also the Amuna, the, the faith and care and recognition that Hashem has over Bnei Israel um, to develop them, that started with Chris Yamzif of Vididim Hebarta, that the, the, the beloved ones were crossed over. Um, <clears throat> Alzos, we then now emphasize that over this experience, Shibcho Ahuvim. The beloved ones praised for Mukel, they exalted Hashem, and the dear ones offered Zimiros um, singing and Tishbachos and praises, blessings and thanksgivings. They gave it over to Hashem, who is the King, the living God and enduring God. exalted and uplifted, God of great and awesome, whose mashable game lowers the haughty, which are the, the enemies, the Mitzrayim. Magbiya Shafalim lifts the lowly which are Bene Israel, Mutzi Asirim frees the captives and put on of him, redeems the humble, Ozdalim helps the poor, Ba'una Laamo, Ba'ishavame love, and it responds to the Jewish people in time when they cry out to him. Uh, the Avudram explains that the reason why we're being so um, effusive of these praises is because as Bene Israel left Yamsuf, left Mitzrayim, they gained this new appreciation of Hashem's interactions with the world. And now we're just listing all those different things. Hashem is and all and all the litany of, of praises of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Going to the just the details of the words, um, we mentioned Shibcha the beloved ones praise Hashem. So this could be simply referring to the Jewish people at that time, or the Rebbe Nikar explains based off the Medrash is actually referring to Avram Avinu, um, who is considered Ahuv according to the Torah as, as beloved, and and the Medrash explains it was B'schus him that the creates the that creates the occurred. So he's praising Bnei Yisrael. Um, because he's the zchus for that experience. Um, we also mentioned Romu Mukel. So aside from the praises, they exalt Hashem. So what is the reference? What is the reference of pray of the of the exalt of the exaltation of the Baruch Hu? The Rebbe Nikar explains that this is a reference to a medrash which said that Hashem told Moshe to stop davening and raise the staff, which is a symbol of Romu Mukel raising and praising Hakadosh Baruch Hu. You don't have to ask Hashem for anything now. Just praise Hashem for the experience. Alternatively, this reference of Ramukha is a reference to the Pasuk of Zakili Van Veu, Alki Um that we're recognizing Hashem and we're praising Hashem throughout Chris Yamzif through the Az Yashir experience. We also call the Bnei Israel the Ozardalim, uh, or Hashem is the being the Ozardalim who saves the poor or the Jewish people. The Rubin Nikar explains that what was the poverty that the Jewish people had? Um, it was that they were poor in mitzvahs. They didn't have any zechuyos. And nevertheless, Hashem took them out. That's an expression of the chesed Hashem has over Bnei Yisrael. We then conclude in the section by talking about tilos l'kelayon baruchu mevarach. Praises are to Hashem, who is the Most High. He's baruchu mevarach, blessed, and the one who is blessed. Moshe and Bnei Yisrael proclaimed the song to you with great joy.
Um, the Iyun HaTfilah, on Achron, on the, on the Siddur, explains that the, 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 the sentence of Tilos L'Kalyon, praises to, to Hashem, is really a reference to the follow-up of the Pasuk of Vividim Havarta. Meaning, after the dear ones were brought over, then they gave praise to Hashem. We mentioned Baruch Hu Mavarach, Hashem is blessed and Mavarach. So the Talmud of the Gura explains that the word Baruch Hu is Hashem alone as an entity. Mifni Atzma, Hashem is, is, is blessed without anyone else praising Hashem. And Mavarach means we, throughout, through B'nai Yisrael, through our interactions and praises of Hashem, we enhance that recognition of Bracha in the world. Um, it's interesting to note in light of Rafersh's comment in by Baruch Hu, Baruch Hashem Mevarach, maybe Baruch Hu is really an individual's bracha, and Mevarach is Hashem Mevarach Le'olam Ve'ed, independent of any other being involved in enhancing and pledging to actualize Rasan Hashem. Hashem is Mevarach, Hashem does, is going to lead to that expression without anyone's interaction, potentially alternative understanding from that of the Tam Nagra. So now we say, what did the Bnei Yisrael and Moshe um, respond aside from the Shira? Who is like you, Hashem, among the heavenly powers? Who is like you, mighty in holiness? Um, awesome, beyond praise, doing wonders. As we mentioned in the introduction by the Orla Yisharim on the Yerushalmi, this Pasuk seems to be highlighting the idea that Hashem is Moshe and Shal Yisrael. Again, following and fitting in with the requirements of the Yerushalmi to emphasize the idea that Hashem is the Goal Yisrael, He's redeeming the Yisrael through Yitzhak Mitzrayim, through Makas Bacharos, and through the destruction of the enemies. In terms of just explaining this Pasuk, um, as we explained by uh, our explanation of Az Yashir, the Malbim explains that we're highlighting that Hashem is beyond all other powers, all other entities, even the angels, and who are the Elim, and even beyond that, in the Kodesh, even beyond that, Hashem is has power beyond them. And nevertheless, Hashem is awesome, but nevertheless, we, we can recognize and praise Him. We have a relationship with Him. We conclude the section by saying, a new song, um, the redeemed ones praised, to your name, by the edge of the sea. Together, all of them gave thanks and acknowledged your sovereignty and said the following, Hashem Hashem's reign shall be forever and ever. Again, this is a reference to the Yerushalmi that requires us to acknowledge Malchus Hashem in this in this section. Avudraham notes that we call this this praise is Shir Chadasha in the feminine, not Shir Chadash, and he explains based off the Gemara in Psachim that the feminine usage of Shira highlights that a it's an incomplete type of uh, praise, similar to a woman who's in child labor, even though the great things that are going to occur right now, there's there's some incomplete uh, pains which have to be uh, which have to occur for the ultimate gula to, to to be accomplished. We conclude this bracha with the final sixth section with a prayer for Bnei Yisrael to be redeemed. Um, as just the background, um, it's interesting to note um, not all the rishonim have a lengthy. Um, the discussion of Tzri Yisrael, the Rambam basically jumps to Golin Hashem Tzvakos Shemo Kedosh Yisrael. Um, however, we have a reference, we have a Minog, Minog Ashkenaz, 
to have the Pesukim of Tzuri Yisrael. Um, and the Mepharshim tried to explain, specifically Rabbi Shlomo Mi Germaiza, um, explains that there are five, in this Pesuk of Tzuri Yisrael, we have five references to the word Yisrael, corresponding to a Pesuk of Amibar, Ches Yutes, which says, which also has five references to the word Yisrael. And in that context, it's talking about that Bnei Yisrael will not get hurt when they approach the Kodesh. Um, seemingly a reference in this context to Tzvilah, in the same way that Bnei Yisrael will not be hurt when they approach the Kodesh. Bnei Yisrael will not be hurt. They'll have a meaningful and, and, and healthy interaction with the Kodesh Baruch Hu when they approach Hashem B'Tzvilah. We say, Tzur Yisrael, Kuma Ba'ensas Yisrael, the Rock of Yisrael, arise to the aid of Yisrael, and and liberate as you pledged to Yehuda Yisrael, Kolin Hashem Tzvakos, Kedosh Yisrael, our Redeemer, Hashem, the Master of Legions, is His name. He's the Holy One of Yisrael. As you can tell, this these Pesukim are referring to the future. Gula, we're asking Hashem to, in the future, redeem us the same way He has done in the past. We take that recognition of Hashem's ability to save us and bring it forward to the future. Um, we make a reference to the Pasuk of Kolin Hashem Tzvakos, Shemo Kedosh Yisrael. Um, this is a Pasuk that is referenced to Nishayo Pasuk Mem Zion, the Perak Mem Zion Pasuk Dalad. Um, if one notices the different Mepharshim, specifically the Malbim, he explains because Hashem is Kadosh, He's in control of everything, that's what enables us to have the confidence to ask Hashem to redeem us, and uh, He'll fight our, He'll fight for our cause. We conclude with this pos- this section, and read the entire um, bracha by saying Baruchat Hashem, bless you Hashem, Ka'al Yisrael, the Redeemer of Yisrael. And with that, we transition then into Shmon Esrei, and we'll discuss um, the connection between Ka'al Yisrael and Shmon Esrei in the context of Smichas Kula Litzvila. So just to put everything into context and review, we begin by finishing up with Kriyashma, recognizing Hashem Lekicham Emes, then we move to the first trend, um, the first section of this tefillah, where we exclaim that the matter of either Krishma or the fact that Hashem is MS, absolute existence, um, it's a true recognition of Hashem. We recognize that it's a true, established, and good lineage of praises, recognizing how important and beautiful this the, these ideas and this this commitment is. We then move to the second section, where we declare Hashem um, as being trustworthy and committed to the protection of Klai Yisrael in the fact that he interacts with us on a supernatural and natural level. We make references to that fact that Hashem is Lodar Vodar, Hu Kayam, for the regeneration through different experiences in terms of his supernatural interactions, um, as well as his Shmo Kayam, his constant interactions with, with, the, with the world, is consistent. Um, after explaining Hashem's interactions with Bnei Yisrael, we then transition to another bonding point, um, with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and that's the Torah. We talk about Udvar Chayim V'Kayimim, Hashem's word, the Torah is living, and it's the Kayim, it endures, it's, it's what's the cause of the entire existence of the world. And we say that's a commitment for not only us, but for our past and our future. Al-Vasinu, Valinu, Al-Banenu, Al-Vasinu. And it's something that is applicable um, as a Dvar Tov V'Kayim, Le'olam Ve'ed. It's going to last forever as a Emes V'Amunu Chok V'Evor. It's going to be established and enduring forever and ever. After talking about the idea of Torah, we then transition to the Geula, which which is really the almost the response to our commitment to following the Torah mitzvahs. Hashem gives us the Geula. We affirm 
Hashem, you're our God, you're our Melech, our Goel, our former, who redeems us. And it's really only because we recognize Hashem as our Melech, who's in control of the world. He's the one who's able to properly um, redeem us from, from the Golos that we're currently in. We recognize that Hashem has done this in the past. He's the Ezra's Avasenu. Um, and he's also going to continue doing this. We then just conclude with different praises of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Hashem, you actualize your justice even though you're in the lofty realms of heaven. And our contribution to that is by us doing the turn of mitzvos, that will enable us to have this protection and, and expect that protection. And we know this is true because you're the king over the world, the master of your na- of the nation. Um, you are Rishon and Achron beyond time, and there's no other. Therefore, there's no other redeemer except for for you. After exclaiming that Hashem is the redeemer, we then basically imagine back in time, together with the, with the Bnei Yisrael of the past, the experience of Gulas Mitzrayim, um, and recognize Hashem with a deeper recognition of of, of his interactions in the world. We say Mitzrayim got Tanu Hashem. We took us out of Mitzrayim. We ref- make reference to Makas Pacharos, Kriyas Yamsuf the destruction of the Mitzrayim, then they, we respond with, with praises, from Mumukel, there'll be praises, exaltations, like Zekili um, Veyu, and they, they had different, a litany of, they mentioned a litany of praises to Akash Baruch Hu, there's Ram Benisa, he's lofty, he's Mashmal Gay, Magbi destroys the enemies and lifts the humble, takes the people out of captivity, redeems the humble, um, saves the people who are Nalim, who aren't even deserving, they don't have any mitzvos, the reference to Bnei Yisrael, and they give praise to Los They give reference and praise to Akash Baruch Hu. and specifically the praise that the Bnei Yisrael um, exclaimed aside from the Shira was that they recognized Hashem as Hashem. Hashem is beyond the powers, the angels. Hashem is beyond anything. He's Kadosh, and but nevertheless we have interaction with Him. We we are Tilos. We he, Hashem is Noras Tilos. We still can praise Akash Baruch Hu, even though we have this recognition of awe. And we conclude this section by recognizing Hashem's malchus of saying Hashem yimlochin lomved, a response and reaction to whatever all that has occurred. We conclude the, the, with the bracha, with the sixth section, the final section, with a prayer for the redemption of the future. We say that Hashem is the Tzur Yisrael, and we ask Hashem to, to, to redeem us like He promised to Yehuda and Yisrael. And we conclude with the bracha of Ga'a Yisrael, recognizing Hashem as the Redeemer, and committing um, that, that with that recognition, and then moving in to Tefillah Shemona Esrei. So again, to, to putting this bracha into context of Shemona Esrei, we talk about Kabbalah Amalchal Shemaim. We made reference to the brachos of, the first two brachos of Kriyashma, which are enhancing our Kabbalah Amalchal Shemaim, recognizing Hashem as a relationship with us. We then move into Shema, where we talk about Kabbalah Amalchal Shemaim, Kabbalah Amalchal doing the mitzvos. Now we're at this point, really the conclusion of the Bichos Kriyashma, where we almost like reflect on the Shema, we reaffirm its truth, we recognize and review all the parashios of the Shema and talk about our relationship with Hashem th- um, through that bond and commitment to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, through its Torah, through the fact that Hashem has redeemed us. Um, we almost reimagine ourselves in that Gula experience, which is, as the Kuzari explains, is the embodiment and the paradigmatic example of that commitment and recognition of Hashem in this world. Then we conclude that Hashem should redeem us and with that recognition, we then move into Shemona Esrei. We'll explain this transition more in, in a section about Tzmichas Kula Tefillah. 
But this really concludes and encapsulates and summarizes really the entire entirety of Berchus Krishma, concretizing our recognition of our, our relationship with Hakadosh Baruch Hu and, and, ever, and also our commitment to follow and serve Hakadosh Baruch Hu, and that's of great preparation to the experience of of of, of Tzvila Satzibor Shmona Esrei in general.